May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Last month, I predicted from this pulpit that 2021 was going to be a lot like 2020. It was a simple message, but it was one that went mostly against the grain. In that same sermon, I also pointed out what most of us have forgotten, which is how much 2020 was actually very similar to 2019 and 2018, and that this was true of all the years that preceded them. Now, such a view may not be your own, but it derives from theology more than at least it does from experience. Obviously, from the point of view of experience, to some extent, 2020 felt like an anomaly rather than an extreme form of the norm. And so what you need to understand is that as Christians, when we let experience determine our theology, we get into trouble. But when we let theology to determine our experience or to shape our experience, we usually find strong and solid footing an underpinning that can really gird you up in the face of life's heavy and most buffeting winds. And classic theology posits that among other things, we live in a fallen world, one which is rife with sin and brokenness. I reiterate this point this morning not to depress you but simply to take account of the facts on the ground as we have all experienced them once again this past week. What we see in the world when we look upon things through the eyes of Jesus is that this entire world needs redemption. Sure, it's not all bad, far from it, but the whole situation seems to be deeply tarnished. The brokenness of life takes on a thousand different names, from big picture stuff like genocide and environmental collapse, down to the nitty gritty minutia of cancer cells and deceitful motives. And I don't know anyone who cannot name something that from where they're sitting seems to be wrong. Indeed, there is a place in every heart that longs for things to be somehow different. It is that longing that I want to draw your attention to this morning. Even though it often doesn't feel like much. This heartfelt yearning is in truth the essence of faith and the substance of hope. To God, 
that tiny spark is the point of divine connectivity. And so faith means trusting in God, especially when you have no idea where things are headed. This is what the wise men model for us so prototypically. They cast their fate to the winds and then venture forth toward the light that beckons them ever onward. In the middle of their journey, they encounter a deeply flawed leader named King Herod, who is reluctant to relinquish the reins of his leadership. But notice that they refuse to allow his frantic concerns to become the dominant theme of their own thinking. And they keep on rolling through fair weather and foul, one night at a time. I don't know about you, but I want to follow the wise men's example. I want to double down on believing that God is in the driver's seat in 2021, which is what my theology and faith still tells me. And I tell you this not because I'm a man of the cloth and it is my job to do so. No, I'm advocating along these lines because at the end of the day, and given the exasperating nature of life, most of us need, really, a new option. And this is the only real option. Despair is an alternative, and I'm telling you, it is not nutritious. No one can live off of it for very long. Perhaps you can try to find your hope in people through certain relationships. But I fear that you will quickly become disillusioned or rejected or left with very little ground to stand on when they die. Others may try to locate their hope in politics, but I think we all know how well that works. Whichever side of the aisle you are on, there will always be folks on the other side to keep you frustrated. You can also try to find hope in the accumulation of material possessions. You can lie in bed at night dreaming about the next big purchase. You can shop till you drop, and the pandemic has been great for this thanks to the internet. The truth is that most people have spent most of the last nine months on Amazon. The thinking is that if you can get enough proverbial toilet paper or something new and shiny to distract you, well then you'll be okay, at least for a time, in your own personal little bunker. The truth is what you've already experienced that the consumption of things is a cycle which leads only to next things and ultimately in a direction that does not satisfy but creates more hunger. As Kierkegaard put it, the fattest man is also the hungriest man. 
Notice that the wise men do not go to Jesus in an attempt to possess him for their purposes. They are not trying to acquire something. They seek instead to divest. They relinquish unto him the good things of life that they have been given. They entrust themselves to the peace that they feel when they are standing in his presence. And they unburden themselves as a consequence. And they beat us all to the punch. They do it first. They model for all of us where we too need to be. Saying something along the lines of, please God guide, please God help, please God guide us, because we only seem to be capable of making a mess of things most of the time. For Jesus' sake, amen. And in that place, when the idols have revealed themselves to be what they really are, which is counterfeit gods, we can wonder, maybe, just maybe, if God can indeed do with our unsettled selves what needs to be done in the larger scheme of things. So this morning we remember the three wise men at the beginning of a new year who launched out in trust and wonder. They remind us of the great spiritual gift of curiosity to simply see what God will do. And they get there, at least the way we're going to get there this week, which is through need and desperation and not virtue. And 2020 has left all of us feeling pretty desperate. So pick a topic in 2021 and say, I'm going to pray about that every day. I'm going to let God fill in the gaps. I'm going to pray about the vaccine. I'm going to pray about the government. I'm going to pray about that possibility of a baby or of this or that person or of this or that situation, whatever the case may be in your heart. And then let God figure things out for a change. Let him sift through the various elements of this world on your behalf and by his spirit, which goes before us so that we can, just like Christians have done for the past 2,000 years, affirm the words that we find in our Vanity, which basically summarize the position of wisdom found in the wise men. O come, let us worship and fall down and kneel before the Lord our Maker. Amen.